This is a Galactic Network podcast. Galactic Radio. I'm Dave Nelson, and here's the news. Richard Hatch, star of the original Battlestar Galactica and sci-fi remake, died on February 7th after a battle with pancreatic cancer at his home in Santa Clarita, California, with his son Paul by his side. Hatch, who was 71, played Captain Apollo in the original series, which aired from 1978 to 79, and he portrayed a different character, Tom Zarek, in the 2003 reimagined series. Battlestar Galactica executive producer Ronald D. Moore tweeted, Richard Hatch was a good man, a gracious man, and a consummate professional. His passing is a heavy blow to the entire BSG family. Katie Sackhoff, who played Starbuck on the show, added, Goodbye, my friend. See you on the other side. Hashtag, so say we all. Read more at the link to the Huffington Post article in the show notes. Up next, Google just gave a huge update to its smartwatch operating system. I'll run down the details after this. Welcome to today's Applicably Galactic App Reviews. Headed somewhere that people speak a different language than you do? You could buy one of those language A to language B dictionaries or phrase books or take some lessons before you go. The easier way is to get the Google Translate app from, you guessed it, Google. Type in words from any of 103 different languages while online or 52 while offline and get instant translations. Focus your device's camera on signs and text for instant translations of 30 different languages. Using a picture, you can get translations of up to 37 languages. Not only that, it has a mode where if you speak to your device in one language, it can repeat what you've said, universal translator style, in up to 32 different languages. And if the language uses pictographs like Chinese or Japanese, or unfamiliar characters like Greek or Cyrillic, you can draw characters on your screen for translations from 92 different languages. I'm Peter Fisher from Blazing Caribou's IDAP That, and this has been today's Applicably Galactic App Reviews. Now more news. From techmalic.com, Google launched a new version of its smartwatch OS on Wednesday, along with announcing two new LG watches. Android Wear 2.0 comes with a lot of new added features, like support for the Digital Crown, Google Assistant, GPS, its own Android Play Store, with designated apps, and a lot more. The OS has different connectivity options as well, like Bluetooth, GPS, Wi-Fi, and NFC. Built-in LTE also allows Android Wear 2.0 to make your smartwatch a standalone device, letting you perform almost every feature you do with your smartphone without carrying both devices. The first two watches to get the new OS include the new LG Watch Style, $249 at Best Buy in the Play Store, and the LG Watch Sport for $349, available through AT&T and Verizon. Other existing watches will get Android Wear 2.0 in the near future. Coming up, the CW is getting yet another DC superhero show. Details after this. Hello, I'm Gregor Sparkin. This is Galactic Radio's Polis, and these are just a few of the comics coming out for the week of February 8th, 2017. Starting things off with DC Comics with Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps number 14, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Rafa Sandoval and Jordi Tarragona. Quest for the Blue Lantern, Part 1. Hal teams with Kyle Rayner, the White Lantern, for a harrowing quest to bring hope back to the cosmos, tasked with finding the Blue Lantern Corps and restoring it to full power. The two quickly find neither may have the power to accomplish this mission. Titans Number 8. Written by Dan Ebnett, with art by Norm Rapmund and Brett Booth. 
Made in Manhattan Part 1. As Wally West and the Titans adjust to their new lives in New York City and investigate a mysterious new threat, Karen and Mal Duncan visit Meta Solutions to discuss their future. But the meeting takes an unexpected turn when Mal delivers a shocking revelation and Karen is faced with a difficult choice. Image Comics has Motor Crush Number 3, written by Babs Tarr, Brendan Fletcher, and Cameron Stewart, with art by Babs Tarr and Cameron Stewart. All hope of winning the World Grand Prix is lost unless Domino can convince Ace Mechanic Lola to rejoin Team Swift but another Cannonball Street battle puts everything in jeopardy, featuring part three of Isola Prologue by Brendan Fletcher and Carl Kerschel, The Wicked and Divine number 26, written by Kieran Gillen with art by Jamie McKelvey, Imperial Phase 1, part four. Once more, we return to the polling booth, one god, one vote. I'm sure it'll be fine. Democracy always works, right? Marvel Comics has Kingpin number one. Wilson Fisk builds a brand new empire. The Kingpin has done bad things, deplorable things. He has cheated the law, he has blackmailed rivals, he has killed, but that's all in the past. The Kingpin is back in the city that he loves and ready to make his mark as a titan of legitimate industry, but needs to rekindle his public image. When Wilson Fisk makes disgraced journalist Sarah Dewey an offer she can't refuse, the spiraling saga of crime and betrayal begins anew. Don't miss the start of Kingpin's ongoing series written by breakout writer Matthew Rosenberg and illustrated in the heavy noir styling of Ben Torres, as Manhattan's criminal mastermind returns to the Big Apple with an honorable intentions, but no one in his circle remains pure on his climb back to the top. Unworthy Thor number 4 Written by Jason Aaron with art by Olivier Copiel. The Odinson's quest is impending when Proxima Midnight and the Black Swan seek to battle with him. But are the two acting alone, or is there someone else pulling their strings? Don't miss the debut of Odinson's all-new look. And my pick of the week, this is coming from DC Comics, and this is Justice League of America Rebirth number one. And this is something that I actually just bought before recording this. Uh, Batman, Black Canary, Killer Frost, The Ray, Vixen, The Atom, and... Wait, is that Lobo? Spinning directly out of the events of Justice League vs. Suicide Squad, join the sensational team of writer Steve Orlando and artists Ivan Reyes and Joe Prado and discover how Batman assembled the roughest, toughest Justice League of all time. This has been Galactic Radio's Pull List, and I'm Gregor Sprague, and you can find all these comics at your local comic book shop. And if all else fails, Comixology. Dave, what's next? Thanks, Gregor. The CW is getting yet another DC superhero show. Black Lightning will premiere either later this year or in 2018. That'll make the fifth Greg Berlanti-produced DC Universe show on the network. Joining Arrow, The Flash, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. The current plan is to have the pilot ready for the next TV season. However, it won't be part of the regular lineup. Sources say the shows would be staggered out throughout the year to avoid five straight nights of superhero programming. Black Lightning, also named Jefferson Pierce, is one of DC Comics' first black superheroes. He debuted in 1977, where he had returned to his home neighborhood in Metropolis and vowed to use his electronically-based powers to clean up the area and lower crime. We have another surprising number one on Amazon's bestsellers list. Stick around to find out what it is. 
It's another Movie Man's Movie Minute. Today we're looking at Robot Jocks from 1989, which gives us the story of a world set in post-World War III where war is outlawed and in its place, disputes between superpowers are settled between fights between gigantic robots piloted by humans called Robot Jocks. And we follow Achilles as he prepares for his battle for Alaska. Robot Jocks is proof that a film doesn't have to be well-made to be a lot of fun. This is cheesy, hammy goodness with Gary Graham's Achilles character playing up every cheesy line of dialogue he gets. But upon that, what might surprise you are the great miniature special effects that appear in this film. Now, it did have a budget of $10 million, and it did bomb at the box office, but it is rather a cult film, and you can see why. It has a really uh, great uh, set design, and those robot fights alone make it worth a watch. So grab some alcohol and some friends, sit back, and enjoy the cheesy goodness of Robot Jocks. And if you've seen Robot Jocks, please let me know at Movie Maniac 3D on the Twitter or SpecialMarkProductions.com. And finally, this time around from Blaster.com, The Handmaid's Tale, a novel by Margaret Atwood from 1985, is currently number one on the Amazon bestseller list. According to Vulture, its surge in popularity may have come from a commercial for the live-action adaptation coming to Hulu April 26th that aired during the Super Bowl, as well as the unnerving resurgence of sexism in America. The story is about a young woman who lives in the Republic of Gilead, the fundamentalist theocracy that the U.S. has become. She's a handmaid to a commander that is a fertile woman whose purpose is to bear a child when a wife is infertile. The protagonist is trying to keep herself alive, but the loss of her freedom haunts her on every page. As for the rest of Amazon's bestseller list, number two is another dystopian nightmare, 1984 by George Orwell, which we had previously reported on, and Neil Gaiman's latest novel, Norse Mythology, a collection of short stories, is currently on Amazon's list at number four. Thanks for joining us again for another edition of Galactic Radio. I'm Dave Nelson. You can follow me on Twitter at Dave Nelson Voice. Have a great week. Talk to you again next time. Monkey Warhol provided our music, and Blazing Caribou did the cover art. For more about them, show notes, feedback information, how to subscribe, social network links, and more, go to gncasts.com slash galacticradio. This has been a Galactic Network podcast.